I do kind of like the like haunted couch theory though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spice it up. Couch theory. Right. Like that's a much more entertaining explanation than like, yeah, I bumped I it was on my lap, I bumped the thing. Like, no, this is like yeah. like when you fall and you do mm-hmm. something stupid and like injure yourself spectacularly and you're like, no, I have to come up with a better story. Better than that. story, yeah. <laughs> right. Telling everyone that I just tripped over my own feet and fell or something is like <laughs> not good enough. No. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's a haunted couch. I like that. I can go with that. Haunted couch. Haunted couch. <laughs> haunted couch. Possessed. Uh, stand mixer. Well, I, I took way too long to try to think of something there. Possessed stand mixer would be interesting, though. It sounds like it's scary. It's kind of, was, yeah, it sounds like kind of terrifying. Because if you think about it, like that dough hook attachment, especially... <laughs> That could mm-hmm. do some damage. Mm-hmm. That, that could that could get very final destination there real quick. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of real tough stuff in the kitchen that could that could get you. Yeah, demonic things in there. Expired cumin. Um. <laughs> I thought you said expired human, and I was like, <laughs> "What?" Expired human. human. In your in your freezer, that's where they go. <laughs> right. That's why that's why you've got to date those Ziploc bags with the body parts. <laughs> Thighs. Not really sure <laughs> what animal I'm looking at here, but okay. Some sort of thighs. Throw it on the grill. We'll, we'll <laughs> smell it. We'll identify it by smell. Oh my god. <laughs> there was a I appreciate a that we went. Yeah, I appreciate that we went from like mild technical difficulties to cannibalism in like a, a minute. Very quickly. That was, that, Very quickly. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. The instant that the door is blown off the plane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who watches a lot of air disaster. Whoa, now we're going into air disasters. God damn it. <laughs> I was like, as someone who watches a lot of air disasters, the door blowing off the plane thing is very concerning because I'm like, no, I've seen this episode of air disasters. This was supposed to be fixed. <laughs> the whole point mm-hmm. of that show is at the end of it, they're like, we know what caused this. So we, so the FAA like put out a bulletin and they had to fix all of the DC 10s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I, we, on the other hand, what if Boeing didn't want to fix it? Because yeah, I mean, that would have been it, difficult. It, yeah, it well, does seem like the general response from Boeing has been like, yeah, but that would yeah. be hard. Yeah, didn't they have the one like computer issue that they knew about and didn't fix and then people died? Well, they had all kinds of issues with the the seven the triple seven max seven, max eight, like the one or two iterations Something prior to the one that the door falls off. <laughs> I like learning about your news, your not new special interests, but learning new special interests, Britt. It's a good well, one. The, the next one, maybe the next Air one, disaster. the door off. <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize that the door's not falling off was a, that was like an add-on I had to purchase. But if I guess if you're flying Spirit Air, you should know that like the doors are, are an upcharge. <laughs> They're not standard, not standard. Right. You don't get a door or a seat or luggage. <laughs> or uh, landing in your location of choice, apparently. 
Point. Gravity is still gonna work. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of you know how how smooth you want that landing to be. Whether you uh, want that landing to involve all of you at the same time, you know, there's some there's some question marks. Alright, so I'll involve all of us at the same time. Because that is the sound of That's a good one. Golden Bear Strawberry Light Lemonade. Uh Arizona company drink, but yeah. We're, we're involved in the, uh, trying not to talk too much about Arizona these days. It hurts that they're not sponsoring the show. Even though this is like our 12th episode as Casual Die Hard and our second of the year and, and whatnot. And we haven't really established ourselves to get sponsorship or any of that. But Arizona, um, has put so much into me. I feel like it's, um, <laughs> time for them to put in a little bit more in, in the form of, um, money for our show. I'm Jesse from the internet. I'm one of the hosts of this, along with uh, you've already heard all of us because there was some kind of cold open that led up to this. Uh, <laughs> Britt from the internet is laughing, so I'll call her in here right now. Britt, how are you doing? I'm, I'm kidding. Good. Kaylin, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for putting this straw in your mouth. I'm a terrible host. That's why we need to get rid of me. <laughs> See, this is when we didn't need a video component, because that that's a very good, like, uh, sight gag if there is video involved. It just doesn't translate to audio only. We'll work on that, and then I will be able to showcase the Arizona, and, and they, will, uh, they will come sponsor us. There you go. All right. Having dispensed with our Arizona talk, uh, almost, um, almost, I say, because there is something in an opening game that I would like to play with you guys, but I haven't introduced everybody yet. So, Keelan, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm um, energetic and really excited because Katie's here for the first time. Katie, welcome. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. You, Happy to yay. be here. You are, um, you are here continuing the connection between us and the Sickos Committee Extended Universe. And yes. I am so thrilled about that. Um, the Florida so delegate of the Sickos yeah. Committee. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a Florida delegate. I could be your we, token Florida delegate. Um, yes. Uh, we have Britt as uh, representing the, the blue side, as it were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Florida, but, um, oh, wait, are you yeah. in Florida, Britt? No, I'm. My family is from Florida, though, and I am okay. uh, tragically somewhat born and bred Gators fan because oh, my parents okay. do you UF, UF. I was born in Gainesville, like so. Okay, I was born at Alachua was, General Hospital as well, but I am not a Gators fan. I'm a Florida State fan. There you go. Well, yeah. uh, Alachua County, shout out ACR baby, <laughs> ACR. So welcome, Katie, uh, Britt, and Keelan are here. As usual for our footballish hour, uh, at which I mentioned I have a game tonight that ends in Arizona, and I will uh, 
read you this list of names. John Huffnagel, Steve Spurrier, Dom Capers, Brian Billick, Josh McDaniels, Tim Brewster, Pete Carroll, Al Golden, Gus Bradley, Jim Harbaugh, Jim L. Mora, Sean McVay, Bill Belichick, Red Fish. That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 names. Uh, can anyone guess the connection between these 14 people? They've all interviewed for char- the Chargers job. they have to disclose that we would know never mind at least at least one at least one of them has yes this cycle (laughs) right oh god i yeah i'm stumped yeah you know any thoughts they're all motley crew scorpios (laughs) Hmm. Well, Scorpios, perhaps. Uh, I've not run the charts on this. Uh, Britt, anything. These 14 names not doing a thing for you. Uh, those are all no. a mix of absolute legends and absolute legends uh, who have been the head coaches of teams that Jed Fish was a part of the coaching staff. Going back to John Huffnagel with okay. the Jersey Red okay. Dogs in the wow. arena. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That actually uh, kind of makes yeah. sense now that I think about that. Okay. Yeah. And it, it struck me because I've been putting together this spreadsheet of um, college coach history that will eventually turn into a thing at casualdiehard.com when we launch said website. If you go to it now, I believe it is pointing to a chicago beers t-shirt from uh the willits pen shop which will uh that one's going to carry over into the casual diehard shop um, get some of those willits pen originals while you can the big pile of garbage uh, not pile of gar- my creations i should not call them garbage i should be kinder to myself <laughs> pile of ideas that i had of things to put on shirts over the past couple of years while learning that um not every idea needs to go in the shop so we'll, we'll actually have a curated shop for you um, in the near future. Uh, so what, what occurred to me is like there's a good amount of pressure on Jed Fish as he goes to Washington um, to sort of continue some lineages. Like he's he's kind of like. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to expect there, but like he's carrying the weight of like having worked with a lot of varied football brains. And like how many people have, have worked with Spurrier and Belichick just just mm-hmm. to start with? Like, well, and especially because I don't I think I don't Jet Fish is like not that much older than I am, I don't think. He's 47. Yeah, okay, well, so, I mean, but not that much older than I am. not that much. Roughly contemporaneous, I'll put it that way. So, it's it's a pretty wild list considering that, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, and he got his his first job that with Huffnagel and the Red Dogs was when I was getting out of high school. 
and now he's you know so he's been in the game. Yeah, that's kind of so, wild. Uh, I'm and, and like what gets me and what fascinates me about this is like this idea of like what are the trains of football schools of thought because um, there's also like there's like a whole bunch of kind of um, the Hugh Freeze coaching tree um, has not surprisingly produced kind of a lot of similarly scumbaggy type guys with also similar football styles. I, I think Hugh does have, you know, what he does on the field. Um, but it's like, it's, there's that concentrated group. There's the Saban tree that also kind of melds with the Belichick tree. And then like a guy like Jed fish and a guy like Harbaugh really um, kind of bridge those gaps. And, and it's, uh, that is interesting to me. And I think that's also why I enjoy bowl season um, because it is like, Let's see, you know, what is, what is the deal here? What, what is better? Is it, you know, is it this smash mouth style or is it, you know, sort of an airy kind of thing, how you do. Um, and then this year's bowls were, were largely not very interesting, um, which is too bad because I went back and looked. <laughs> and Parker Fleming put out a really cool graph of like, which games, you know, did we get beat that bad? And it was like, you know, net, um, I, I put it in, in the doc for the show, um, you know, yards, per, expected yards for play. And like the best games were the semifinals and then like a couple at the very start, like the famous toastery bowl between Western Kentucky and Old Dominion, which I remembered and it was awesome. Um, but there was a, there was a lot of blowouts and just a lot of games where, um, the most interesting part was like, you know, Ohio state scoring three points and the amount of disinterest that they showed, um, in, right. in all of that. Um, but there was, there was one bright shining moment in, in all of bowl season. Um, and, and for that, um, I have to ask Katie, you were at the pop tarts bowl. I was, was yes. Like? Uh, Tell me everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. That's the first time I've ever been credentialed for a game. Um, and so it was the pop, like, th that's a lot for your first game to be credentialed. Um, <laughs> it was really, really fun. In the, I was very in the moment. Like, you know how, like, in life, there's th there are a few moments you can think of when you're like, I am living in the moment. I am not thinking about anything else. I am just here and I'm doing That was a moment for me where I was literally just living in the moment. And also really funny had the best time did not realize what a phenomenon it was until like because my phone actually died towards the end um because i was like taking videos and pictures of everything and anyways yeah when i got home later on and plugged my phone in and, and had like you know people because i was on air which is kind of funny um by accident because i was trying to put my pop tart headband on the pop tart in the end zone <laughs> which is when which is when my mom, like, I had several people text me and be like, hey, I think I just saw you on TV at the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Um, which Amazing. is really, really funny. Yeah, which is really, really funny. And, and again, it is literally, I have, I'll send you guys, um, I'll, I'll text you or, or send video. But yeah, it's me trying to put the little Pop-Tart headband that I made on top of the actual Pop-Tart mascot. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun experience. It was 
I don't know that anything will ever top that for me in college football, just for like the pure ridiculousness factor. Um, it was really, really fun. It was uh, very, very fun. And then um, I was going to show you guys this picture. Um, the picture that the sickos committee tweeted out because I was just there like sending them all my stuff and they were tweeting it for me, which was great. Cause I did not want to have to think about anything. Um, this picture of the remainder of the pop tart was my picture. The one that went viral, which was really exciting. <laughs> Bravo. Um, Bravo. Yeah, yeah. It was it terrifying. Was, Good job. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, the the Pop-Tart mascot, like, that is just, was genius. Um, I Like, when people outside of college football <clears throat> were asking me about it, and they were like, oh my gosh, we saw this. Like, you, that's when I was like, okay, this is broken contained. This is not just in our circle anymore. Um, Anyways, it was, it was very fun. It was a very fun experience, but yeah, the pop tart mascot and then becoming edible and people coming up with storylines, just incredible, like great work pop tarts. Like, I think, I think I read, they paid, I want to say it was like something between two and $4 million, something like that for the sponsorship and got over, I think over $14 million in like exposure. Anyways. Yeah. Incredible work on their part. It was great. It was great. Yeah. My extremely not online parents like asked me about it. They were like, did you hear about the Pop-Tart thing? And I was like, oh no, we've really, we've made the big time. This yes. is, yes. God, Godspeed Pop-Tart Bowl. Right. Yes. No, it was, um, it was really fun. They're sponsoring it again next year, um, which is great. Yay. And I can't wait I'm to so see glad. what they do. I can't wait to see what they do with the Pop-Tart. Like they've talked about the fact that they come in packs of two. So strawberry, like, you know. There's there's a second there is a second pop tart. Um, there is a second pop tart on the glassy knoll. Um, I'm just, just really he's coming really looking for revenge. Revenge, yeah, might be avenging. Yes, for his brother. Yes. Um, oh my god. Anyways, brother or sister or. Uh, anyways, yeah, it was it was very fun. It was it was such a fun experience. Um, I I also went to the Citrus Bowl and was credentialed for that as well. And the Citrus Bowl was also fun. Um, they had a pop like or, sorry not a pop tart a um, a hot tub on the field. They had a whole hair salon, a nail salon. Like you could get your nails done, you could get a massage. They had all this really fun stuff, but nothing was as fun as Pop Tart the mascot. Um, they had just a really nail fun. salon. Yeah, they um, actually, if you guys follow I Roger, saw, I, I was saying, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, I saw the nails. I thought that that was just like a, a crafting situation. No, you could sit down and get your nails done. Um, I, okay, so. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. So Cheese it the Cheese it Bowl tweeted out, and I'll show you guys, um, this Cheese it nail polish before the game. And I was like, I need that. So I went to the website and it, I, I have pre-ordered it, but I couldn't get it. But I matched it pretty well with like red. I painted my nails red to match it. Um, but you could get your nails done. Roger Sherman, um, who I met at the Pop-Tarts Bowl and who is like so nice and was so fun. Uh, he kind of adopted my friend Melanie and I because it was, again, the first time we'd ever been credentialed. Uh, but he got his nails done uh, in the um, <laughs> red, and, red and orange but yeah, they had people that were sitting down. I think I have pictures somewhere of people actually getting their nails painted. Um, there were several guys who had little Cheez-Its shaved into their head. And then they had like spray paint and they would put Cheez-Its in your hair, which is just incredible. Oh my um, God. I don't know if as much of that stuff made it on the air though, because I, I saw it on the field, but I don't know if it made it onto the broadcast. And I kind of wish it would have because it was pretty funny. Um, the but again, I did. didn't watch. So. 
The one thing that did make it out of the broadcast with the cheese and bowl that I think was super funny was mm-hmm. the cheese and oh mascot goodness. being like, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in, the, in the wake of the Pop-Tart, like being very uh, yes. positive sa- about sa- its immolation, I guess. <laughs> a sacrifice for us. He was not ready to be sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. That... I appreciated yeah. that continuity. He had a sign. I'm doing a terrible job. I should have put this stuff in the doc. I didn't even think about it. But I, there's he had a sign that said, me mascot, no eat. Um, <laughs> he was very, yeah. Whereas like, yeah, Strawberry was very like, hey, this is the greatest day of my life. This is what I was meant to do. No, Chudzi, zero, zero interest in that. Zero interest. Um, yeah, Chudzi, it is funny. So uh, my friend Melanie and I were talking about this. So the person that played Pop-Tart was kind of aggressive as a mascot and it was kind of funny, but like had yeah. like kind of an aggressive personality. And the person who played Chad Z was not. So, cause we were at first like, I wonder if it's the same person, very different demeanor. Chad Z was like chill, you know, kind of cool, whatever. Pop-Tart, I, like kind of aggressive. It was really funny. It was really, really <laughs> Pop-Tart funny. Pop-Tart had, was the corporatization of gritty. It felt like. <laughs> yes. Very yes. That's yeah, really very good. Very much the vibe. Yeah. What? Yeah, they also... Okay. I I just need to ask, what was the base of the edible... Okay, this is a good question. The surrounding brown part. Yeah. It was basically like a regular Pop-Tart, but tasted a little fresher. Like it had been like baked in a big thing. So it was thin like a Pop-Tart. I actually have a picture of that too. Um, It was thin like a Pop-Tart. And hang on, let's see. Where's the picture of just that? Oh, you can't see it as well here, but you can see it in the one I'm eating. Um, Like it was really thin and had jelly in the middle, kind of like a Pop-Tart does, but the icing on top was like cake icing. So it was really, really good. It was actually very good. So it was like a regular Pop-Tart, but with cake icing. It really was like a Pop-Tart cake then. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very fresh because obviously it hadn't been sitting in um, a package for a few months on your shelf. <laughs> right. Um, right. But no, it was, it was genuinely very tasty. Um, I have eaten more pop tarts this year than I've eaten since like high school. Um, because this summer, since what? In preparation. Yeah. In prep. Uh, this summer, um, on the, I don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or tweeted about it or both, but Jordan on the sickos committee, um, put mayonnaise on a pop tart and just ate it and was like, yeah, it's not good. Which gave me an idea <laughs> because um, I, do you guys? I have a question. When you make and this Wait, may be a what, southern. I, oh, good. What what kind of mayo did he use on the pop tart? Uh, I don't know if he actually used Dukes, but he did use mayonnaise. I do have du- oh Dukes is part God. of the story though. Dukes is very much part of the story. Yeah, Dukes so, on a pop tart would be nasty. Well, it depends. So. Does anyone else besides me use mayonnaise on your grilled cheese on the outside? Or is that just me? Mm-hmm. I, okay, I, no, I, I do. I do, but I have to have some butter too. I have to, I have to. Okay, have that's fair. I've never heard of this. Can you- it makes it crispier. One side butter, one side mayo. I do mayo on both sides. Well, sorry, on the outside. On the outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, it makes it crispier because it has eggs in it. Um, and it's really good. I learned, oh. I think in college is when I learned to do that. But That's so I started thinking yeah, about the, that and I was like, sure is really, it's yeah, really tough here. 
Yeah, it's way better. You end up making uh, basically a hamless croque monsieur. So, so what I did is I took yeah. I, when when um, Jordan was doing this, I it kind of struck me. I was like, okay, if I got unfrosted pop tarts and put mayo on them and then toasted them like a grilled cheese, like is it going to give me the? And it did, and it worked, and it was good. So I created a video, like I did a whole thing, um, and I did a whole song to like why can't we be friends um, with Duke's mayo and the pop tart, like, and I, it was it was great. So I bought pop tarts for that this summer, and then I bought two or three packs of pop tarts to make our little headbands that we were wearing because we dressed as pop tarts for the pop tarts bowl, which is. Very like I went to the we went to the press box at one point because I had to charge my phone and I was like this is not like this is so serious and we are dressed as pop tarts in here it, it's incredible <laughs> um, like all of these very serious like reporters and I was like oh this is great um, anyways I had to buy um, packs of pop tarts to make the headbands and so yeah I've eaten a lot of pop tarts this year and they still like frosted strawberry really good I ride I ride hard for frosted strawberry yeah they hit. They, they do. So, anyways, yeah. Who are the um, serious reporters at K- at K State, NC State, in the Pop mm. Tarts Bowl in the middle of December? I mean, those are those are not. Um, I'm trying to think of who in a press box I, I would care about at this point. Well, like. I met, um, and she was super nice, actually. The ABC affiliate from Wichita. Um, she actually let me charge my phone. Um, she was super nice. But like, okay, so we went to the press conference afterwards with the coaches and the players um, just to see what it was like. And it was what I expected. Everyone asking like, what does this win mean for the program? And I'm like, you are all asking some version of the same question. And like, this is so boring. I just don't like, I don't Talk about. (laughs) Right, right, right. And Avery Johnson, the freshman quarterback at K-State had a great game. Like he had a really good Mm -hmm. game. And so that was fun to hear him talk. But like the coach, like, I, I just, I don't care. Um, anyways, so yeah, it was, it's a bunch of the local folks, I guess. And I'm sure there were, I didn't recognize, like, I didn't recognize a lot of the people. Um, so I also didn't walk down each of the rows. Cause I was like, I don't need to, I don't need to no. be in this, this very serious situation in my pop chart uniform. Um, anyways, yeah, it was, it was a very yeah, boxes are huge too. That's, uh, yeah, the one here is pretty big. The Camping World one, I think, is pretty big. Because um, there's multiple tiers, like levels, like three different levels, so you can all see. It's Yeah, it was pretty big. Anyways, needless to say, I did not spend much time in the press box. I went up there to get what I needed, which was usually water, and then, or a charge for my phone, and then was out. Or more Pop-Tarts. Yes, they did have boxes of Pop-Tarts, but they wouldn't give them away until halftime. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, it was I I was like, All okay. Right. They are the Pop Tarts Bowl. They're not giving out Pop Tarts the whole time in the press box. That they that is the saving- kind of that generates poor media I coverage. I know. They were saving them for something. I will say, and I don't have it with me, it's upstairs, but I did get they had a commemorative box that had the NC State and Wildcats logo on it. Um and I did get one of those because it was in the little press room afterwards. Which was very fun. They also had commemorative cheese it boxes, and I could not get one of those. They they ran out of those really fast. I know, it was a bummer. It was a big bummer. Um, but yeah, it was very fun. It was very very fun. I am so glad for you to have gotten to do that. All right, let's uh, let's check in with our with our main characters because they've been up to a lot, Um, and that is the other 
part of this show here. I think uh, we we need to start with um, with Lane. Lane Kiffin, who this oh, morning Lane. tweeted a appeared to be an AI generated image of himself or a, okay a Ben Garrison style not not quite that but um, very heroic uh, painting of Lane in the sunset I guess looking not looking directly at the sun so he's got that going for him. Um, and, they've and done this of otherwise yeah okay yeah no, i was just please. gonna say this picture they've done this with juice before his his dog you know um and it in my mind and i'd have to find the picture it looked like um do you remember in twilight the movies when the werewolves were like cgi and it looked really bad <laughs> juice looked like the werewolves from twilight <laughs> I, I couldn't unsee it once i saw it and so when they started doing this with Lane, I was like, this is bringing that back to me. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't understand. And the sun is setting. Oh, my God. Maybe they're just trying to get into some Twilight the Lions, fanfic. The Lions game? Last, uh, oh, my God. Now it's it's starting to come together. Lane saw Taylor Lautner at the, at the Lions game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he posts this image of himself the very was, next morning. Was inspired. <laughs> oh, I, oh wow. it's very it's very weird. It's very weird. But aside from that, he's just been tweeting news. Yes. Like, it, it's like he's, he's sitting on his iPad just like and he discovered how to link his ESPN app and his Twitter app, and he's like, oh, this is so easy. It's it's writing the tweet for me. I don't even have to do it. I can just send it. Oh I this. my god! I just desperately I waiting for that email back from somebody. Because <laughs> everybody's getting raises off of this, mm-hmm. and and I guess that that should uh, take us to what everybody's getting raises for. Um, now let's let's stay on lane for a second. Everybody's getting raised up this uh, and getting these, you know, puff ESPN stories, and that that is one possible motivation for for it. Um, I think there's another, which is that uh, Lane has found some sort of inner peace at all Miss. Um, he's found some happiness in his life. But he mm-hmm. is still a hater and a shit poster at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that this is his way of looking back and laughing and saying, "Man, this coaching carousel is wild, and I ain't part of this shit at all." <laughs> because there was also one of his tweets was simply the word "yes," and he was quote <laughs> tweeting something that was, "Do you remember where you were?" When Lane Kim when Lane got fired, got fired. <laughs> that one, that one was great. Just such self awareness there. Honestly, oh, I loved it. That was good. the The thing with the thing with Lane is that he really does have a true poster spirit. Like he really mm-hmm. he he gets it on a on a deep level that that no one else in college football, uh, in the sort of coaching leadership ranks. Mm-hmm. Is is there? Nobody else. Nobody else has that juice. No pun intended. I, I think the moment I I really connected with him was 
the clipboard going in the air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was good. Uh, it was great. It was, so, yeah, I really liked the one where he tagged Hugh Freeze also. The one about Hugh Freeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, play so like, <laughs> like, Hugh isn't the one that put that, like, did the, you know, uh, anyways, yeah. Just, right. just, just looking for some engagement. Just great. This is, yeah. You. Hey. Hey, pal. What's up, buddy? You're calling plays. Oh, it's so funny good. because there's there's like a there's a vague like boomer Facebook dad quality to it, layered on top of the the real like shit poster energy, which I think mm-hmm. is what makes it uniquely funny. Mm-hmm. Like the tweeting stories from ESPN with no context is very boomer dad on Facebook. Yes, very boomer yes. dad on Facebook. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of boomer dads, we have the reason that uh, everybody in college football is getting raises. And and it's this tweet from uh, Rosser Jobs. I don't know what the heck that is. John Rosser is a blue check of some sort trying to motivate people by saying, Nick Saban is a legend. He was replaced in 48 hours. Your accounting position has been open for 90 days. And... Uh, to, to that, I say that is a really weird way to describe the Iowa offensive coordinator position. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm not convinced that Kirk's not just going to do it himself next season. I think he's just going to be like, "I'll just do it." Like, Fuck it. We don't give give me an extra Bru- ten grand. We don't need to hire somebody else. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, the receivers coach left. No reason Brian can't coach them them up. It's a good point. It's an opening. Oh my god. It's an opening. Opening's an opening. Gotta take a pay cut, likely, but you know. Yeah. That's okay. Kirk will get a bonus for taking on the offensive responsibilities. Cost of living <laughs> right. in Iowa is probably not very high anyway, so I, he's fine. It's and it's caucus night as we record this, so you're not going to be able to get out to the caucuses now at this point. But we had posited the idea that you could get him out of the state by voting for him to be president. Um, you missed your opportunity, <coughs> Iowa. Uh, you snooze, you lose. Yeah, you and, gotta, Iowa. Like, you really got to play the long game here. Like you got to mm-hmm. think bigger. Mm-hmm. You don't play a lot of long games with that defense, though. That's the thing. Oh, that, keeps running. That is <laughs> Run the true. ball. Out of that stadium in two and a half hours. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. How do you guys feel about the, uh, the various changes that we've seen, I guess, from, from... So the domino effect so far is Saban leaves, Kalen DeBoer goes from Washington to Alabama, and Jed Fish goes from Arizona to Washington. Currently, the Arizona seat is open. I think Valtteri Botas should take it, personally. Oh, my God. Yes. I'd be very in for that. Uh, uh, side I, note. I would become the biggest Arizona fan immediately. <laughs> um, no, I, cycling race two, car king. Two side notes. One, I love that Florida fans are melting down over Jed Fish going to Arizona. Because they, excuse me, going to Washington because they want him when 
Billy Napier doesn't work out this year. And <laughs> right. So they're when all Billy melting Napier, down. It's fired. Yes. Yes. Because like, they're already, they're planning that. They're pre-planning that. Oh yeah. No, that was, that they were, look, they were pre-planning that about a year ago. Yes. <laughs> Conservatively. <laughs> and, I, and I like Billy Napier, but like that shit has gone sideways a good long time ago in reality. And yeah. then like, ha- like half the offensive line got, went into the portal and it's just like, it's grim. It's grim. Um, my other side uh, note, I, uh, I, I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jesse. Well, I was just saying they didn't seem to have any expectation other than firing him. Like when, like he started, it was like, it's like if our truth became the WWE champion somehow, like, you know, that belt is not sticking with him for very long. It's going to somebody else in short order. I don't remember this yeah. search very much. Who did they want instead of him? I Do y'all remember? I genuinely don't even remember. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I feel like it was such a sort of foregone conclusion that it was going to be Napier, like, so early in the process. Yeah. That, like, and at the time, like, I think, like, I was fine with it. Largely because the, the, the great truism of Florida coaches, um, post-Urban Mayor, is that they are all terrible. And within about six to eight games, you're just waiting for the next one. Because, look, they might still be mediocre, but I can't watch this mediocre anymore because it's killing me. Yeah. Um, And yet somehow we are like longing for the halcyon days of Dan Mullen at this point, which is not a good place to be. But, like, that was the closest they got to being actually relevant post-mayor was when they went to the SEC championship game. Dan Mullen's hindsight is helped by Dan Mullen is good on television. He is. He is. really good. Surprisingly. He's also really funny on Instagram and Twitter because he's very Facebook boomer dad. It's great. Yeah, like, in in an oddly charming way. Yes, it's. I love it. It's very endearing. Mm-hmm. Check that out. I I will say I think they're about one and a half bad seasons away from just hiring Tim Tebow, <laughs> and I almost want them to just do it at this point. Like just just do it. Just give me the comedy at least. <laughs> The thought of him having to do press like, conferences after losses and not be like his brain's gonna break because he talks like so, he's like right. he talks like he's on LinkedIn all the time. He he is like a LinkedIn like I don't even oh gosh <laughs> yeah he's really oh. just a motivational speaker. I mean that's really all he, he kind of was in college too. Like well yeah it's a and like that's fifty percent of being oh, a college football coach if we're being real about it yeah is is giving the motivational speaker soundbite. Honestly, um, press conferences. Tim Tebow recruiter. Ooh. Uh, I mean, if you, if you are gonna, he could. Yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna yeah. subscribe to the always be Cruton ethos, <laughs> which I think we've established, we we should be. Then there are there are way worse picks than Tim Tebow. I love that. Like I've taught it's. Things have been so grim in the Billy Napier tenure that I've talked myself into wanting them to hire Tim Tebow. That this is where we're at. 
It's not a good place. It's not, it's a, good not, place. A, it's not a good place. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's rough. That's very rough. Yeah. Anyways, he talks like... I, I, the only thing I know how to say, like, because when I watched the Swamp Kings doc, the whole time I was like, he, I was like, he talks like he's on LinkedIn or something. Like, he only has LinkedIn voice. I, I, like, it's very weird. And he <laughs> was like, always no, so serious. He, yeah, he absolutely <clears throat> talks like a corporate motivational speaker, like a yes. specifically a corporate one. Like, not mm-hmm. he, he, he hasn't, go, you know, like he doesn't get to tell evangelists. Like, he doesn't go that far no. or quite that direction. And it's not, and it's also not like the cliche, like running back Instagram post of like the wolf sleeps at midnight, the dog is awake by three a.m. or whatever, like insane cryptic. More Twilight fanfic. More Twilight fanfic. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like he does. He doesn't quite go to either end of that. He's it's sort of in the middle, which ends up landing on like yeah, like LinkedIn motivational post that you're hoping it's going to go viral, like. He is, yeah, he's a lot. He's a lot. How do you think go viral on LinkedIn? Well, I mean, viral by LinkedIn standards. LinkedIn is weird, man. It's like a whole separate universe over there. It is very weird. I agree. Just, it's every time I scroll through my own timeline on LinkedIn and not like, I'm not there just doing stuff for work. It's a little, like, I find myself scrolling for like 20 minutes or half an hour. Like I'm Jane Goodall. On like a, uh, <laughs> like a uh, Jane Goodall on Safari, or like there should be like a David Attenborough narration. Yes, like mm-hmm. of like the, the the wildlife and anthropological implications of what I'm reading because it is all just so uniquely unhinged. It's very unhinged. Yes, it's very very unhinged. People walk around putting all that stuff on placards those placards go on the walls of locker rooms coast exactly. to coast <clears throat> you know what a, you know what the the linkedin vibe really is is it's like um it's like the love child of like facebook boomer parents and really earnest like crypto bros on twitter mm-hmm Somehow, if yeah. you combine those two, you get you get overly online LinkedIn person. Yeah, I agree. Not getting me on there. No, I have Don't. I have a page. I haven't updated. No, it yeah, I'm forever. I'm not encouraging anyone to be there. To be very clear. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, you know, speaking of sorry, Formula One. Um, Valtteri Botas, we have to come back to because I have the poster of him laying in the river in Colorado, and I have the new calendar too, guys. I'm a huge Valtteri fan. Amazing, but you know who has a LinkedIn? Um, you know who has a LinkedIn? But I I mailed the calendar to Addie, so she's got the calendar now. Oh, she's got. I didn't realize you did. I didn't realize you did get one for yourself too. Um, Formula Uh, One character that has a LinkedIn, and I don't need to hear about the man with the naked butt uh, every (laughs) day for the entire year. That's fair. Um, da- Daniel Ricardo has a LinkedIn profile and he updates it somewhat regularly. Just FYI. He does not. Yeah, he does. Oh my God. He well, does. now I have to go follow Danny on LinkedIn because that's uh, spectacular. Mm-hmm. And and to to synergy our way uh, back to football, Josh Allen, noted, noted, noted uh, friend <clears throat> of noted Bills fan Daniel Ricardo. 
uh, Josh Allen showed up to the game today in one of Danny's jackets from the most line. Love that. Love that for them. Glad that they're bros. I really like that jacket and I want it, but it is really expensive. <laughs> it is really expensive, but it is definitely the one that I looked it's at so and was cute. like, maybe. I know. Because it is yeah. really cute. It is really it cute. It is. It's really good. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Has has he mixed it up with McConaughey at, at any point? Who's yes, Danny? I think they did yeah. for Austin. I think last they did year. in Austin last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. As I recall, because I feel like <clears throat> Danny posting Matthew McConaughey like content on LinkedIn is oh um, yes a thing I can see here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's there's there's the guy who's like tweeting the wolf is within you and inside there are <laughs> knives and a haunted toaster mm-hmm. <laughs> right. toaster spit out a right. man a man who is part man and part top <laughs> part, part, part 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 it's yeah top, that is yeah part. i agree oh my god that is haunted it's a haunted sentence it is a haunted sentence spooky hours here in january Unrelated, but before I forget, we were taught when you were talking, we were talking earlier about coaching trees and just sort of the weirdness of those connections. And I would like to um, submit to the submit to the audience, submit to the collected group. I think Kyle Shanahan may have one of the weirdest ones on just like a vibes level. Because one, obviously, like he is much more the product of his dad than anyone else that he worked for. Mm-hmm. But then also, he's had he's had two defensive coordinators, two defensive coordinators and an offensive coordinator, then leave for head coaching jobs. And I don't know that there's really a ton of similarities. Mike McDaniel is one hundred percent a Kyle <clears throat> Shanahan accolade, and like you can absolutely see that. <clears throat> that's where the Dolphins offensive scheme came from. Like you can absolutely see that connection. I, I don't see it as much with D'Amico Ryan's and the jets are the jets. So that's not really a, there's not really a good point of order, uh point of <laughs> comparison for the, for Sally yet. The jets but are the jets. Yeah. The jets are the jets. I don't really know what to do other than that, other than think that maybe he shouldn't have taken that job, but like, whatever. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I think but I don't. It's D'Amico Ryan's. Is, it's a little, a little unique that way, which I think is interesting. I mean, McDaniel, D'Amico Ryan's, and Salah all are people of color. And True. I think that's that fun. That one of the things that Shanahan has done is continue to hire from. And, and this this applies on the football field as well. Like these are like same thing where Hugh Freeze is a scumbag. Um, Kyle Shanahan is a guy who looks for advantages <clears throat> where he can get them. And when you see that like people of color are not getting the same kind of opportunities, opportunities, you can make it work. Yeah. And then they'll get opportunities elsewhere, and you can still you know you still know that your talent pool is going to be there. 
because you're not going for the same shit that everybody else is. You're not going for the Josh McDanielses. Right. Well, and, and also, and with Mike McDaniel too, then the fact that he's just like a weird little nerd on top of it, like he's very much not a stereotypical football guy. So I absolutely yep. think that that's, uh, there were probably a lot of teams that were like, who's this fucking weirdo? Like, no, I'm not going to hire him. What is he? Um, they for sure called him a dweeb, a dweeb, not a weirdo. He was. They were like, who's this dweeb? Right, who's he's this dweeb? dweeb. What? He's got big he does dweeb have, in yeah, he, yeah, absolutely. He doesn't even give off nerd. Mm-mm. No, it's it. It is just it is dweeb. It's absolutely the right description. Um, and I love him, and obviously he's done great. Uh, very, very recent history, notwithstanding. Um, Why would happen? But definitely, I I think it is a. <laughs> I did, do think did the Dolphins did things not work out for them this <clears throat> again. Is that a problem that they had there? No, no, it was totally fine and not at all, all good. like putting okay. a bunch of people from Miami in a negative 20 snowstorm so or anything. It's fine. <laughs> so cold. <sighs> so cold. I'm sorry I derailed you, Britt. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, but go ahead. He, I, but I think Mike Mike McDaniel is sort of such a good example of that because he is very not stereotypical baseball guy or football guy. Is absolutely a little dweeb, um, and has been really successful and is really good at his job and seems seems like the players have like the vibes are good you know what i mean like the players seem to like playing for him like just the energy is good in a way that is not always the case i think especially when you bring in somebody who is not like a stereotypical football guy that sometimes getting that relationship with players can be harder and that like having that energy in the locker room be right can be harder because you don't necessarily always walk in with the same kind of credibility as you would if you looked like Jimiko Ryan's or Robert Sala, where you're like, oh yeah, you you are the de- were the defensive coordinator, or you could absolutely be like a strength coach at an SEC school. Like that dude walking into the room is going to have a very different, get a very different response than Mike McDaniel. Yeah, so the fact that's... that he. You know, the fact that that has worked for him, I think, is, one, great, and two, telling of Shanahan and and Co.'s ability to identify that market inefficiency of those people that are potentially going to be overlooked by other teams. Kyle Shanahan, not all Nepo babies. <laughs> Honestly, right. I feel like the other Nepo babies in the sport really owe him a, for uh, do, doing them a solid collectively because the track record is not good for most of them. <laughs> he, he's the one lift, a rising, <laughs> a rising Kyle Shanahan lifts all Nepo baby boats. Um. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
Well, because I mean, genuinely though, like who was the last one? Who's the last person who was really like an actual Nepo baby who was successful to that degree? I mean, Lane Kiffin, right? Yeah. No, I Not that degree. I don't know, but he is one that's... No, I think Lane has arguably surpassed his dad. <clears throat> yeah. Or at least to the same to the same degree that Kyle has. You know, Mike won multiple Super Bowls. Kyle has not done that. Yeah, um, that's true. Lane hasn't won a national championship yet. We'll see. He's also he's also surprisingly young. He is, yeah. <clears throat> he is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how old was he when he started coaching the Raiders? Wasn't he like thirty yeah. two he, something yeah, he crazy? Was, absurdly young yeah too young for that position i think yeah yeah yeah. not not fully baked as it turned out not by a long shot he's pretty crazy still not fully baked it's fine yeah i mean that's that's just hitting his stride never change lane hey he tweeted again uh i i have googled him and his latest tweet comes up it says uh sources Trevaris Robinson staying at Georgia despite interest from Kalen DeBoer to rejoin Alabama staff. 247sports.com slash article slash sources. He's learned to share <laughs> articles and like he's connected his Twitter account to everything. This is incredible. I love it. I love it. He found that little, the little rectangle with the arrow and he's like, right. X. Oh my God. That's so good. So good. I love it. I love it. I hope he never changes. Who doesn't the thing I, no, well, the thing I appreciate about it is that it is so, it's just so absurd. <clears throat> like, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. Like, it really, nope. it really is just whatever he happens to land on in the ESPN app that, at that yes. moment. <clears throat> yes. Whatever and I notification you, he might have gotten. He's not. He's not reading the entire article. He's reading like the first paragraph and then he's like, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. First paragraph at most. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, he saw so. sources and Alabama in the same. Does he know that Kalen DeBoer got hired yet? He just, uh, he, does he think he's tweeting about the coaching search? I hope he does. General? <laughs> I hope it just like, whoop. Where they 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 haven't called me yet. Yeah, that's I was an assistant there. Oh my god! Nick has spoken so lovingly of me. You think they called <laughs> Nick me? Is, now. Maybe they're Nick waiting. Spoken so highly. Oh, oh my god! god. So so uh, good. Let let us uh, wrap this up this evening by by giving Nick his send off. Um, I think it's it, obviously he could have kept coaching. It's not like he's lost it at all. Like he coached a team that uh, we were all laughing about uh, in the early part of the season, being like, "There, will they be bowl eligible?" Um, we wondered aloud. I think certainly we wondered if they might um, not make it to the SEC championship game. They did. They beat Georgia. Uh, they came closer than anybody did the entire season to beating Michigan and really should have beaten Michigan. Um, 
Jalen Milrow, who is going to have an amazing career one day in Canada. Um, turn, turn him into, into a guy who's going to have an amazing career one day in Canada. Man, is that guy mm-hmm. for this? I mean that as a as the utmost compliment. Not everybody is an NFL quarterback. Um, certainly not every Alabama quarterback ever has been an NFL quarterback. Um, Jalen Miller throws such a freaking beautiful deep ball. He deserves an extra ten yards on the field to be able to do what he does so well. Um, like, and he like. I don't know. He he could have kept doing it, but at the same time, um, I think they were up his ass for losing to Michigan. And it's not going to get any better in a 12-team playoff. So, yeah, I would get out too. I would not want to deal with that, but I would not want to deal with it in the first place. But that's like an extra. I wouldn't want to deal with that. And uh, Kalen DeBoer? Good luck, because um, Godspeed. You're, you're gonna need it, um, but also I can't think of anybody who would be better at it. Because like you, you need to like. There's two kinds of people that can take the Alabama job. Um, there's like the crazy and insane and driven um, that. I, I think what I'm trying to say is I think Kalen DeBoer is in sort of that Saban mental model of like, he will just be an insane person in ways that like, you know, worked at Washington clearly uh, have worked other places that he's been. The reason that he's gotten to this point and, and like the other type of hire that they can make is the, uh, the Dabo. And I don't think they were ever um, going to do that, but like get the no. get the biggest name, um, do the Steve Cohen signs Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander to show everybody that he's got a ton of money, and then uh, fall flat on your face. I think this has a higher chance of success of working, but I can also see uh, can also see it going going sideways because boy. We, we've all not seen Alabama not be good for a very long time because Nick Saban was there for a long time. And it was not my great per- when he got there. No, my personal theory is that it's not going to work out well, but it's also not going to be a total shit show. But it is going to be like an interregnum. That yeah. You're, you don't want to replace the guy yeah. with... The one who you hope will be the next guy immediately. Like you need a, you need a transitionary period. It's going to be an ego shattering experience, I think. Yeah, probably. Everybody's going to have to sort of reset their expectations a little bit. Yeah. And in, in the NIL and, you know, super league world that we're basically living in, I know everybody's like, there's danger of college football becoming a super league system. It it already is. There's just yeah. it's like it, the American it League is and the and National has League. Been. Yeah, we're there. There's two major leagues. Like, <clears throat> yeah, and it isn't has been. Like, yeah, it's just that the couple of teams that were occasionally. It's how the it's how the Cleveland Browns got into the NFL 
and the Niners. Like, there was another league. They were dominating it. And the NFL was like, fine, come play with us. <laughs> right. Um, and that's, you know, that's what Oregon and Washington basically got. And, um, you know, happened that the money lied in Los Angeles. Anyway, that's all for uh, a different time. But um, Nick Saban. I, I don't know um, where I'm going with this. I, I feel like I could just throw it open to you guys to have anything that you want to, as, as we bid him farewell into um, Affleck commercials and, and God willing um, some sort of commentary position. Cause I want him on game day. So bad. Football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is no more natural successor to Lee Corso. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I actually, and, um, I was going to say, I genuinely love Nick Saban. Um, like I have, he probably is one of the coaches I respect the most. Um, and so I, I was actually really sad. I get it. And I'm happy he's going out when he is, but I really, I really, really like him. Um, I hated him when he came in and was so dominant right away. But over the years, yeah, I've grown to love him. I think he's great. Yeah. He, we've talked about this. Yeah. We've talked about this before that I think Saban. He knows what side his, his bread is buttered on. And he wants to win more than he wants to do literally anything else. And it has led him to do the right thing. I think in a lot of instances when other coaches didn't Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I don't think that it is out of some deep seated altruism necessarily. I think more than anything, it's like he wants his program to be successful and he knows that that means his kids should be taken care of the way they need to. He should not say horrible (laughs) racist shit about the people who play for him. Like (laughs) it's a low bar, but he's cleared it because he at least had the sense to know Look, these are the people that are I'm dependent on to make this program successful. I can't go out there and do it literally by myself. And I have to make these people want to come play for me. So what do I need to do to do that? Honestly, I think that what you just described, Jim Harbaugh outdid it this year. Like, to yeah. the point of, I'm going to lean on people so much that I'm not going to coach half the games. <laughs> right. That's true. Now, the the flip side of that is that I that Harbaugh's weirder than Saban, and I think yeah, in, so. Yes, I think in the fullness of time, Harbaugh's the one who is most likely to do something deeply stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And have it no, screw it. For the balance of this season, Harbaugh out Saban Saban in that way. Uh, for and a that, period of six to eight games, yes. Like, if you talk to Michigan fans, they still think that they were the good guys here. Like, there is no self-awareness that they turned heel. They nope. feel like the NC like. How can you not be with us when the NCAA, the evil guys, have been on our ass? 
the Big Ten has been on our ass out, out of such unfairness about uh, things that other people do. Right. They don't get that, that they were... Yes, we still root for them against Ohio State because Ohio State is fascism and we're not going to root for fascism. But we we held our noses for Michigan this Thanksgiving. Right. It was different. But what Harbaugh was able to build was this, you know, the team, the team, the team. And, you know, that's that's what, you know, Alabama has been the machine but yeah, yeah, Harbaugh, Harbaugh did it. Congrats to him. Hope he enjoys PF Janks with the Chargers. <laughs> oh God, I the the inevitable return of Harbaugh is going to be so funny because he's absolutely going to shit the bed. Like it's absolutely not going to work, and it's going to be because- incredible entertainment. His years in college have not made him anything but more of what got his ass out of the NFL in the first place. 100%. He's just more. Yeah. It, it has, it has uh, calcified the shit that didn't work in the NFL, if anything. Yeah, and I feel like that transition just doesn't work well anyway. Like, back and forth. No, like that's just hard even under ideal circumstances and he is not ideal circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> where? Yeah. I was going to say, where might he work in the NFL? I can't think of a single. Nowhere, that... because the issue isn't, it's not a style or a skill issue, like on a play calling level. It's the fact that he is a fucking weirdo who does not know how to coach adult men with personal agency <laughs> he's urban meyer is what you're saying 100 percent, 100 percent. like oh but that because that really is what it is like he does not know he can't take criticism from players he doesn't know how to cope with the, dealing with the reality of players who are uh frankly more important and more famous and make more money than he does so college is great for him because it means that he can do all the football stuff that he's good at and not have to worry about all of the stuff with like having to deal with other humans that he's terrible at. <laughs> to be fair, Urban Meyer, but misdemeanors instead of felonies is not a bad legacy to have. Yeah. I mean, look, there are worse things. And good as far as you, Michigan Jim. fans are concerned, he won. They don't give a shit what else happened at this point. Now that's a group of people you literally cannot tell anything. And you know what? If if it was my team, oh. it'd be the exact same way. Couldn't tell me um, anything. Yeah. When is that going to happen? Absolutely never. Oh, I'm not uh, holding my breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's also there's not a college football team that I would go that ape shit for because I don't. When Nightham University gets uh, gets its shit together and finally starts playing Division One ball, I'll be all over it. Uh, I mean, I I will say I do remember. Um, God, this is this is gonna date me, but I do remember when the Gators won their first national championship in many, 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 many moons, 
um, when I was in junior high, we went to visit my family in Florida. My mom and I had to make a special uh, side trip while we were there to make sure we went to the mall and could go to whatever the sporting goods store. I don't remember what chain it was. And get and get our national championship gear because this was pre-internet, so we couldn't go buy anything like order stuff online or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and I walked into in, into my middle school in freaking uh, suburban San the suburban San Francisco in a national championship T-shirt. Like you could not have said shit with a mouthful to me. Like I. I could not hear a thing. I was so pleased with myself. And nobody else gave a shit. And I didn't care. I was I was more excited about that than I had been about nearly anything in my young life at that point. <laughs> I love it. We should all get to feel that. With a guy whose name I thought the first time I heard it on TV was Lenny Waffles. <laughs> Disappointed. Um, my... My fantasy football team for many years has been chicken and waffles, and it will continue to be for the foreseeable future. <laughs> we will we will have to get the crazy league uh, actually going this year, starting with starting with baseball because that's sooner. But for now, uh, this has been a lovely show, and I uh, can't wait till we do it again. So yeah, Katie, Britt, Keelan, love you. <laughs>